From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunch of Andy and Corey Clark. What is up, everybody? It is Wake Up War Champ, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida. Coming up on today's show, Renegade Express Part 2, as well as some thoughts on these newcomers. Y'all love Braden Fisk, don't you? Keep to yourselves. Wake Up War Champ, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida. CPTallyBar.com is the website. You can always pull out your phone, hit that QR code on your screen, on your device. Takes you right to the website. I'll tell you, though, what the lunch special is today. It's Friday. Chicken strip basket. Hand-breaded, served with a dipping sauce or tossed in a sauce of your choosing. Only $8.99 from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Comes with a side dish as well. Straight fries, curly fries, onion rings, potato salad, broccoli, side salad, tater tots, or freshly cooked potato chips. I think if Florida State wins a national championship this coming year, Corey, I think I'll get that tattooed on me. The list what, of what side dishes at the corner the whole, pocket bar and grill. Yeah, The whole thing? Yeah. All right, man. I think a picture of Bill would be cool, like a, his portrait okay. on your shoulder. That yeah. would be a cool tattoo. Right. Or on your lower back. <laughs> All right, sorry. Warchant.com, Ultimate Semble Sports Source. You know that. $29.99 for access from now until September 1st. Man, shout out to our guy Quay. Quay listens to the show, comments on YouTube. Also a U- also a Warchant subscriber, Corey. And I don't want to call him out, man. We all love you, Quay. Man, Quay accidentally, when he signed up for the dollar deal, he did like the dollar for like four months mm. instead of the, the year. Right. So he's like, yeah, it's up. I'm like, ah. But yeah, come back, man. Twenty nine ninety nine from now until September. We'll keep you warm. You need more than just this podcast. He's like, ah, the podcast will give me all I need. It's like, nah, man. You need mm-hmm. the ultimate symbol sports source. You need it into your veins. Yeah, you got to chop it up com. with FSU fans. Yeah. Uh, you get in there on the message boards, the yeah. TC, the Tribal Council, right. the premium recruiting board. You That's get right. all the recruiting scoops. Right. You get scoops about uh, from Gene and Ira all the time on the message boards that uh, people listen to this show they don't get. Nope. Like I said, we're not a breaking news outfit here war chant certainly is this show you know sometimes we're we're recording it 10 or 11 hours before you hear it um so with that you we can't be breaking news all the time but speaking of uh, aslan there was yeah. some breaking news on thursday wasn't there Tawaski abrams he likes to go yeah. by tj apparently out of dunbar high school there in southwest florida four-star recruit four-star wide receiver go check out his film on huddler check out the video that michael langston and i man, uh, he did. can run yeah man holy He's moly fun. it's funny he they like these slot guys. I guess everybody yeah. likes slot guys in this day and age. But they uh, they identified that kid early, and he was he's been a huge Florida State fan apparently his whole life. So wasn't much of a sell uh, the staff had to do. But shout out to uh, Norvell Ron Dugans as well continues to bolster that room. At one time much maligned Ron Dugans, but now probably just maligned or aligned. Right. He's aligned yeah. now, not maligned. He's aligned. Yeah. What's the opposite of maligned? I, uh, I guess aligned. You're right. Um, I would say, uh, and, and also real quick, I know, again, this isn't a recruiting show. We got Langston to talk about all that stuff. But I went and looked up, just when I saw that he was, when I saw all the coaches on Twitter uh, tweeting about speed, mm. I'm like, okay. And I saw a couple highlights, and I'm like, all right, yeah, that that plays. That can really run. I'm like, the guy must run track. So let me Google, see what he does in, on the track. And yeah, as a, uh, as a, I guess, what would he have been? A, a sophomore in high school, 
uh, sophomore slash junior, I guess. Uh, he, my man ran a 10 6 100 meters. Solid. Um, so, yeah, that's that's really picking him up and putting him down. That's uh, he, and he And it wasn't like it's his personal best, but he, he was consistently in the 10 eights. And now, yeah, he's not going to go to the Olympics. But if you're running 10 eights as like a 16-year-old, um, yeah, that means by the time you get into a strength and conditioning program and you really start to feed your body and what you're supposed to be eating um, and running and, and lifting, I mean, you're talking about a guy that should be uh, one of the fastest players in the ACC. So he's a 2024 prospect. We haven't even hit that part of the cycle yet. Wednesday will be the, the signing day oh, that we used right. to grow and love everybody. But uh, we'll maybe have some players to speak with at that point on Wednesday, next Wednesday. But on Thursday, Corey, we got to speak to a new batch of newcomers, three transfers, including one junior college and then a prep sir, Quindarius Jones. I guess I'll start from the top, man. Braden Fisk, uh, as soon as he started talking, like 10 seconds, I'm like, man, he's everyone's going to gush about this kid. Everyone's going to love this kid. And there's threads celebrating uh, him. There's comments. Are you being a contrarian? No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. I just, I'm like, there we go. It's what you want, man. He just, yeah. it's, it's what you want. I, I, I'm nothing wrong with it at all. I'm just, but I'm like, it, 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 it's going to happen. Um, he's got that little Travis Kelsey vibe to him. He's got that kind of like down home Midwestern good kid, but also like, yeah, man, like I'm going to bring it. There's like that. He's got that kind of like that edge to him a little bit too. So he's, I noticed that in his voice, but otherwise I, I just like the fact that he's, he's, he was up front, man. I mean, he's in a win now mode. He came to a place that wants to win now that can win now. And he just talked about being around all these players, the attitudes, the accountability uh, the work ethic and how excited he is. Got me excited, Corey. What'd you think? Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. Again, I'm, I'm with you. It was 10 or well, I was longer than that because I was having some computer issues. I wasn't hearing great for the first uh, maybe minute that uh, Braden was was up there at the podium. But, uh, yeah, once you hear him talk, and it's not just, you know, that he's smart. It's what he's saying um, about, you know, wanting to be on a championship team. He's like, you know, this is my one chance. This is my one last chance. How open and honest he was about he thought he was going to go to the draft. Yeah. And then he was like, and he probably, I mean, he would have been a draft pick. And then that he had a shoulder issue, so he had to get that. Once he realized he had probably had to get surgery on his shoulder, uh, he's like, yeah, that's probably not going to make – he wouldn't probably be ready for the combine, I wouldn't think, or certainly wouldn't have his best foot forward at the combine. So at that point, and then his coach got fired, it's like, yeah, let me see what, what's out there in the portal. And then for – you know, he's uh, clearly it was uh, – um, he, he, it was very hectic for him once he put his name in the portal, which he acted like was a surprise. He he thought he'd get some interest from D1, but he didn't know he was going to be like like that. I mean, mm -hmm. I think it was – was FSU, I think an Irish story that's up on the website, his final three was FSU, Notre Dame, and, and uh, USC. Yep. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. and this is a kid that coming out of high, again, this is what's the beauty of the portal, man. The kid coming out of high school, he, he said he and his dad went to like 25 or 30 of those ID camps to try to get an offer. N didn't get one until after his senior season. It was one offer, and it was to Western Michigan. Like, from that kid to go there, just scratch and clawing and fighting to try to get noticed just to play college football anywhere. And then now he's being recruited by USC, Notre Dame, and Florida State. I, you, again, you just, you're going to get a kid that's built different. There is, there, there's no entitlement. I shouldn't say a kid. He's probably 22 or 23 years old. There's no entitlement there. And he still hasn't proven anything at this level. So you are, it's just the perfect... Um, just the perfect combination alignment. of talent. Yeah, alignment. There you go. Uh, much aligned. You did, uh, it's the perfect combination of talent, hunger, and still still wanting to prove something, mm -hmm. uh, which is great. But also, getting back to the first point I was trying to make, he did talk so much about being on a championship team, yep. wanting to be a part of a championship. That's why he came here. 
uh, Keandre Jones, Keandre's his name, right? Yes, the, sir. The Auburn yes, sir. Kid, um, said the same thing. Like, and I think that's that's telling, man. They, it, it's not like they're giving these guys things to say. They're they're all saying it uh, independent of each other. But at least three or four times on Thursday, including uh, TJ, the the wide receiver that just committed out of high school, they keep bringing up the ten win season. That that resonates, man. It's not. I mean, I obviously ten wins is better than nine wins. Finishing in the top ten is a big deal. But proving that you're not you're not just jumping into you're not just committing to a belief or a hope or a prayer. You're committing to a a program that has accomplished something already. Not the mountaintop yet, but it's proven that it's going in the right direction. And that you hear it from the high school kids, and now clearly these transfer guys like Braden Fist talking about winning a national championship. Mm-hmm. So was Keandre Jones. And, man, Keandre, he was just as impressive as Braden Fisk. Agreed. He, I mean, they did, they did the portal, man. If these guys are what they seem to be, not we'll see what they are on the field. They've all played a bunch of college football. So, at, not, at worst, they're going to help depth purposes and practice drills. Even if they, even if someone like Keandre gets beat out, he's still going to be a – Casey Roddick, too. I mean, I figure both of those guys have a good chance of starting, but I don't know that. But either way, they are such a good addition to your program, man. They just the way they carry themselves, the way they the way they view the sport, the lens which with, with which they see college football. Because they're grown men now, they understand the business side of it, and that's a different, unique perspective that a nineteen or eighteen year old doesn't have. Yeah, I mean, I asked Keandre straight up, just kind of like, you know, what do they? T- I know they can't guarantee you playing time, but like, what can they tell you that makes you feel good about where you're coming? Because you know, he started over 20 games at Auburn. He's he played in over three dozen games, I think, in a whole. And he's like, man, it's you know, they told me that if I do the best that I can, if I play to my ability, and I'm not starting, it's going to be my own fault, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. Like, imagine being. I'm 40 years old, and if, if you know Gene told me that, I'd be like, whatever, man. Imagine like being having the the wherewithal and just the self awareness to be 22 to be like, all right, man, I buy that, I believe that, like, and I'm totally fine with that. I will I will let the chips fall as they may. A guy that again, I mean, he was at Auburn. I mean, not, not you know, he's not coming from somewhere that was Russell Athletic and you know sharing a, be, a, a hotel room with his teammate, I and mean, they're flying charter and all that kind of stuff. And the fact that he's open and uh, I think embracing he probably still that. shares a hotel room with a teammate though on the road, right? Yeah, you're probably right. I guess yeah. Micah and Johnny, Micah and Johnny were roommates yeah. all year on that Micah blog that I would watch occasionally. He, him, and Johnny were always roommates, so he probably thought a roommate. But yeah, they were flying charter. They weren't on a bus. Yeah. Uh, and also, I like how Keandre kind of implored people in the portal: if you're out there and you want to come play somewhere that's going to win, come to Florida State. As Ira's pointing yeah. out, he kind of went all uh, he went all Suge Knight vibe awards. Ninety nine. If you don't want any of those producers yeah. up in your videos, <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. I, hey, absolutely. So that was cool. And then, uh, so Jaden Jones, a transfer out of Hutchinson uh, Community College in Kansas, a.k.a. Hutch Factory. Uh, He was a guy that was kind of excited about going into Thursday morning. I'm like, man, we haven't really talked about this young man that was one of the top-rated edge rushers out of JUCO on the on-three rankings. But unfortunately, he he tore his ACL in the second game of his season. Uh, Just recently got back under the barbell, did some squats, 315 the other day, he said. So that's encouraging six times six oh, times okay. 315 there, there, yeah there we go repping it out repping it out so maybe he's a guy that can come in and get involved in that mix there with a guy like Patrick Payton you obviously have Jared Verse and uh you know Gilbert Edmond and these guys that are coming here to, to kind of bolster what you have there uh, and then Quindarius Jones hopefully he sticks around Marcus Woodson was a very instrumental part of his recruitment <laughs> that was great though when he just talked about like yeah you know I, I promised them I, I told coach Woodson I promise I'm going to come 
Uh, and even though he's not here, it's okay. And it's like, ah, good sport, man. So go check out all those interviews. Anything else you want to talk about on that, Corey? No, uh-uh, okay. not at all. We covered, right. we covered it. We did it. All right, let's get back to the Renegade Express mailbag, part two. My truth, wake up. Pat Sertan, nice addition to the staff. Hope he brings out the best in these defensive backs. We have a staff of coaches that, except for guys from FSU, played mostly at small schools except the one guy who signed with the Oakland A's. Uh, okay. All right. This is okay. I should have probably read this beforehand. Norvell has... Norvell had eight stepfathers, question mark. A couple of high school head coaches. There are some interesting stories here. Is there a resistance to these guys sharing these stories with you? Is it something you guys are interested in? I would like to know about their climb. Chris Thompson played two years in the minors with the A's. Okay, so there, there, that brings it back to the A's thing. Hmm. Okay. I, 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 I don't think I knew that. No, I didn't either. I've heard anecdotal stories about Mike Norvell maybe not having a very stable childhood. I, I don't know the extent of that. I don't I don't know. I mean, obviously, I, w- I would never do that at a press conference. Maybe, you know, I don't know, ACC kickoff if he's sitting in front of just Corey and I. Yeah. If we wanted- that's a one, hey, look, that's a one-on-one thing yeah. Um, yeah. probably. It is absolutely. And look, it was such a weird start to his tenure. Before you really even got to know him, COVID shut down everything. Then, you know, he's out there going three and six and then oh and four to start the next year. And I don't know if that's the time to write. How did Mike Norvell get here? I mean, I'm just being honest. Most people would be like, man, I don't care about this. Can he win football games? That trust me, I've been doing this for a long time. That is the that is the typical response. Um, I'm not saying about you guys. But most people will be like, I'm not read. I don't care about this. I don't care about his childhood. Can he can he recruit a quarterback Um, now that he's built something? And now that he is uh, maybe beloved is too strong, but certainly appreciated by the Florida State fan base, that is something to delve. Well, we'd have to ask if he'd want to. But yes, we'd all, we'd all heard stories about um, him not having maybe the best best childhood. Had no idea. So that is something we can explore, especially during the off season, and see if he's willing to talk about it because he might not be. I don't know. Um, and then uh, Chris Thompson, yeah, no idea he played. Two years with the A's. I wonder if he played with any uh, future major leaguers. I bet he did. Maybe we do something with like uh, Link, him, and you, and you're just walking around the diamond or something. You know how they do that, however long a basketball court is, or they'll do like 100 yards. 94 feet. Yeah, yeah with Jay Bose. So, yeah. you, but why would I do it with Link? We were just talking about Norvell. Well, you we do it with, with Chris Thompson because he played baseball. You know, so oh, you can I talk see what a you're saying. Baseball, okay, I football, got you. mixing gotcha. together. I could walk from the baseball field over to the FSU practice <laughs> facility and talk to him the whole time. Yeah, Perfect, perfect. They'll like, hand a baton over to each other. Like, All right, now it's your turn to talk to Corey. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, we'll dig into it. I like those. I mean, those kind of stories, I can't tell those stories. I mean, maybe Corey and I together can, like through video and Corey's great writing. Um, but, yeah, mm-hmm. it's something we can maybe look into here. Seminole Carroll, good morning once again. Wake up to what should be a spectacular Seminole football season in the making. Amen, sister. I like the fact that most of these newcomers on the roster seem to want to be here for the development part in the program, want to learn more, desire to become better players on and off the field. Who do you think will be that one player as a true underdog currently but will be developed into something special and perhaps even explosive on the field next season? Also, please tell Corey he is appreciated greatly on Seminole headlines because Coach Norvell is definitely and truly one handsome man. There you go. Yeah, I, I, trust me, I know. I hear about it all the time, uh, how hot he is. Um, from Stephanie, I, I guess I should specify, okay. not from my own brain. Although, look, man, I'm, I'm secure enough to admit the guy's 
he's a he's a handsome man. He is a very uh, handsome. He's a silver fox. He's powerful and he's wealthy and he's successful. That, but if all that you stuff, you think if he was like just a, no. a middle manager and some at a bank or something, you wouldn't think he'd be like you think it's the status that makes him. Yeah, I mean, I think he's still I'm sure have, it enhances it, but I think he's handsome on his own. I, I shouldn't. I would say I would not be nervous. I would not be nervous to let my girl in, like in front of him. If oh. he wasn't the head football coach at Florida State and all that uh, kind of well, stuff. Well, maybe true. But he is. But he, he is. Makes he is. Five I'm million not. dollars a year. So, he yes, is. he's got some stuff going for him. I'm not. I don't know, man. I'm starting to trick myself in the Travis Jay is going to have some sort of renaissance revitalization under Pat Sertan. And he's an underdog. That's the I only I think we'll guy. know pretty early in uh, March, right? Yeah. Like, if he's out there, like, actually competing and getting reps with other players that you know will be on the field and he's doing well, then yeah, maybe. It's just, you know, a year away from really competition. Uh, it's it'll, But that, I, I don't disagree. That's a name that's come up a few times. Um, he's certainly helping people out when it comes to tour duty and workouts. Like uh, uh, somebody mentioned him. He's been mentioned two or three times by these newcomers. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I wanted to mention, uh, and I don't know, I, I, I appreciate the question. It's hard to answer like an underdog that rises to the top. I don't have anybody in mind right now because they don't um I, I, there's there's no the, all the guys that i think are going to play a lot for this team and play well um are guys we already know about and are expecting to mm-hmm. so I, I i understand that okay yeah Corey. so who's somebody that we're not expecting that you ask i'm not i'm i well i am i'm pushing it i'm kicking the can down the road ask me again in march when we've watched some practices i might have a i might have a real answer instead of just a guess but I was going to say real quick, Aslan, Keandre yes. Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the coolest answer he got was Gabe was right at the beginning when he talked about uh, getting along with the new guys and, and the adjustment there. And he goes, because I'm kind of a keep to myself guy. Hmm. And he goes, but these guys wouldn't let me keep to myself. They kind of brought me out of my shell. Yeah. And I'm like, man, that's kind of cool, right? Yeah. yeah. That's kind of cool for them. to. And he's been here, what, three weeks? Four weeks, so for for them to like, no nah, man, yo, because he he's a very bright guy, and you can tell he's a a, um, a pretty intellectual, analytical guy, and you know he, maybe that's not the normal vibe in a locker room, but they make they make sure to include him too, which again is just a really good sign about the culture. Save your shot of energy with vitamin energy. Nourish your body with a compound of essential vitamins with vitamin energy. Go to vitaminenergy.com. Try it out, everybody. Take a shot. Use the promo code WARCHAMPBOGO, so it's WARCHAMP, B-O-G-O, over at vitaminenergy.com on your order, and you will receive an item of equal or lesser value absolutely free. So it's like 12 bottles, Corey, two fifty mm. a shot for seven hours, up to seven hours of energy, but you're going to get one for free, so that drops down to pretty much a dollar and a quarter for a shot. A dollar and a quarter to make seven hours of your day more effective, more efficient, smoother, if you will. And Vitamin Energy's got several Florida State alums at the helm, including a three-time All-ACC champ. Still sipping on that Tango Orange over here, the Immune Plus. A couple more bottles over here. Can't okay. wait to move on to the I'm next doing, one. I'm still so doing the Barry going. workout. Okay. I'm doing the Barry workout. Uh, did that today, too, by the way, and it was a doozy of a workout, but I got through it. Got through it no problem. Because of the Vitamin Energy. Vitamin oh, energy. Yeah, it was seven hours. It wasn't five. It was seven. That's so right. it helped me. And I'm still, I'm still using it right now as we're talking. What if somebody comes out with something that gives up to eight hours? No, the key number here is seven. Thank you. Let's see, that's just <laughs> you'd, you'd figure we had that maybe had that bit planned out, but we did not. <laughs> something about Mary, underrated yeah. movie. Great uh, movie. Great. Making play. your day better with vitamin energy. Also underrated. For real, give it a shot. Vitaminenergy.com. Use that promo code WarChantBogo.
Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Primetime 92. What's up, guys? Your boy's back for another offseason full of questions. Yeah, he goes missing. It's weird. Like, during the season, he doesn't hang out. But in the offseason, primetime 92 comes around. It's crazy. Okay, all right. I want to pitch to you a scenario. Follow me. Coach Josh Storms has offered the media an opportunity of a lifetime. He's going to allow a media member to participate in tour of duty just like as if they were a player so that they can get an inside look at this program. The media member can report on anything they like Say who's looking good, who's stepping up as a leader, and give any insight on the type of things they're working out on. The fans are enthusiastic about this content that's about to come their way. The one exception is that Corey Clark has to be the one to do it. Mm. Early morning workouts, every single drill, lift sessions, diet restrictions. Corey, do you take on the challenge? Yeah, sure. Well, no. I, I I would do it once. I, I it's not something I'm gonna be. I don't want to be. Um, what do they what do they call it when you're uh, when you're when you're with the uh, military with the journalists Embed, with the. Like I don't want to be embedded yeah. with the uh, with, with with these guys for a week or a month. I want to do it for a day to see what it's like and to go through it. I would do that sure, and I would get up at five a.m. for or I guess four thirty for that for one time. But if it's more than one, no man, life's too short. Are y'all gonna read it? I. If, if I would get a guarantee that we'd get this many amount subscri- subscribers for it <laughs> and that you would all read it that, and I would feel appreciated, then, yeah, I would be embedded with them for uh, a month. But I, otherwise, no, I would do it the one time for sure because I think it would be good content. And Aslan, you'd have to be out there filming me. Uh-huh. That's right. That's right. I just, again, I think the problem is I would have to work out with the DBs. And they're going at a quicker rate. They're, there's more expected of them. They're probably having to chop in place longer. Uh, than than uh than an offensive guard. If I could be, I mean, I'm old, man. I'm twice as old as these guys, so I, I feel like I should be allowed to go at my own speed. I go through all the drills, but I should be able to go my own speed. Okay. Let's keep it with tour of duty. Tennis ump, our guy from Birmingham. Good morning. Wake up with that delicious Deluna coffee, like I just did this morning. When you get access to tour of duty, I would be curious. As to who impresses you the most, both newcomers, transfer and high school players, and then from returning players. Cannot wait for spring football to start, both for football and baseball and softball. Thanks as always, guys. All right. You're welcome. The amount of of eyeballs we will have at Tour of Duty, the amount of observations that will be coming your way, uh, Tennis Ump, we got you. It's so odd, though, right? Because... Think about the people that are there. And I'm not just talking about the War Chant staff. I mean, we're pretty, we're in relatively good shape compared to other media outlets um, as a whole. But you're, we're all out there watching these specimens go through these drills that we could never dream of doing without throwing up. It's really hard for us to judge, okay, who's doing really well there? He's, I liked how he bent there. I liked, I, that was some good knee flexion. Man, he really has some burst there. He hasn't thrown up yet. He's he's not sweating as much as this other guy. He's barely gasping. Like, 
it, it's just a weird place to judge. It's different when you're watching them play football. We can all tell who's good at football. It's hard to know who's having like a good workout. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it's hard to know who's really impressive because some guys are 290 pounds, 330 pounds. Some guys are 170. So they're all going to look. I, I can guarantee you the DBs and the wide receivers and the skill dudes are going to look better at the tour of duty. They're going to they're going to be more impressive. But you know there might be a 280 pound guy that's moving really really well for a 280 pound guy. But we we're not we don't have the discerning eye I think to to notice that kind of stuff. But we'll hey if we get to go and watch I'll we'll we'll tell you I'll tell you everybody that stands out. It'll be the whole team. <laughs> Anybody that doesn't end up using a bucket to throw up. And even then, that's impressive. If they throw up and get right, if they puke and rally, oh, man. that's impressive. Yeah, man, remember, reminds me rather, I think going into the 2019 season, they, they did that lift for life thing, the kind of charity with, yeah. and I remember seeing Keyshawn Helton go through those workouts. I'm like, man, this guy's going to ball out this season. Mm. Um, he did not. He got injured, though, uh, and we love Keyshawn. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Great young man. But yeah, just, you know, it's, it's tough when they're in shorts and stuff to really see who's standing out. But I guess we can do it relatively speaking. Like we can we can see who's doing the best out of their kind of position group. You know, we can. I'm sure we can tell if there's one offensive lineman that's really struggling, or we'll see one that's kind of going through the motions a little bit better, and that'll be the person that we kind of identify. But yeah, it'll be fun. We'll wake up early in the morning and we'll make lots of observations. We'll do a whole show about it too, a podcast yeah, probably. Absolutely. Nolbacks fifty five. Corey Aslan, wake up. I have been a season ticket holder since 2018, and for the longest time I felt I was the reason for the bad seasons. So I don't know if there was anyone as excited as me to see us reach 10 wins and prove that ultimately I did not curse our beloved football team. The past five years got me thinking, which was harder to be a fan of and cover, the lost decade or 17 to 21, and why? It was great seeing you at Harry Buffalo. I'm looking forward to seeing you again this September. You guys are the best. Go Knowles. It's our guy out of Dothan, Sabaxley. Now he's Knollback 55. It was, it was nice meeting you and the misses at Harry Buffalo. I remember that vividly. I didn't have to cover... I didn't either. I didn't yeah. cover the lost decade. I, I covered... I got here... I, mean, I got to Tallahassee in 07, but I didn't really start covering Florida State really until 08. Mm -hmm. And then... So I guess I got the tail end of it, man. So in fact, it was actually really exciting not exciting is not the right word but um it was certainly entertaining and not dull because you had a legendary head coach that was being pushed out the door and a up-and-coming assistant coach that every that was his replacement so by that it was it was uh i but either way if you're asking me clearly it was the last it was 17 yeah. to 21 yeah. uh, that was awful i mean you had a pandemic thrown in there too on top of the football team you're covering not having a winning season and really really some awful awful losses and we're we were kind of conditioned maybe to go through this again even though we all went down mostly kicking and screaming these last five years it's you know we we felt the lost decade but living the lost decade it just it felt like a nightmare with like no end in sight it's just how, how can you play in three consecutive national title games i don't know four out of five and then end up just being so hopelessly bad it felt like uh, it was all so fresh and new, and yeah. it just felt foreign. It felt unfair. It felt unjust. Like, but even what? then, the recruiting classes were always number four, number six, mm. number two. You're all you always had false hope. It right. was hope, but false yeah. hope is still hope. <laughs> like there was no hope in 2020, 2021. Not really. Yeah. Not not of being great. Like Florida State, half those years they were in the of the lost decade. 
they they were they were ranked in the top ten at some point in the season. They haven't they didn't even sniff the top twenty five the last three years until this one. Um, so that that it was just it's one thing to be a disappointment. It's another thing for apathy to set in, and it was so there was just so much apathy around the program because it had been so bad. Um, that's why this has been such a uh, just such a refreshing um, upwards upward mobility up a tick of upward mobility, man. Where you you feel like golly, you're covering a program that matters again, and I'm never gonna take it for granted, which I'm sure I will, just like I took it for granted after uh, Jimbo. Um, I was like, oh, this is gonna happen for this is gonna go on for the next ten years. Uh, you think the lost decade would have taught me, hey man, just enjoy it in the moment that they're ranked. But no, you're you're gonna nitpick about this and that, and and then here we are, we're 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 good again. We're we we've got a good program to cover again. Well said. Random underscore John Aslan Corey. This last year, due to an overuse injury and my love of food, I gained a fair amount of weight. I went out for a run yesterday and can still run a 5K, albeit much slower than normal. I'm also back in the gym, which leads me to my question. What is Coach Storms' secret in getting these guys to gain 5 to 15 pounds of muscle in a relatively short amount of time? I have worked out as a runner and weightlifter for 20-ish years. I've never looked like what Storms produces. Also, what has been the secret for both of you to reach your Adonis status? Hmm. Corey, when are you going to make your avatar into a shirtless photo? Also, given the short amount of time it takes to get players in massive shape, Storms shouldn't call it tour of duty, but rather hustle for the muscle. Just an idea. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So. I don't think it's Storms' call on what they call that. Uh, I think that's the yeah. that comes down from uh, on high. Um, I, I, You know, look, man, I just think it's, it is it is mostly Storms. But, you know, none of us, other than uh, these college football players and just professional athletes in general, we don't have, like, nutritionists yes. telling us by the gram to the ounce, yep. this is what you need to eat for optimum um, recovery, optimum gain, strength gains, muscle gains. We don't have like scientists, like legitimate scientists helping us with our bodies. These guys do. So that when you know um, not only what you need to work out every day, what muscles you need to attack every day, but then what to feed your body to um, enhance it the most, I, I do think these gains happen. I mean, I, I think that's the trick is just you combine what they're doing in the weight room, what he's having them doing, the exercises, but then also what they're putting into the body, what they're putting in their bodies. Uh, product of the public school system, the both of the guys that talk on this show. I mean, just think about what you were eating in your high school gym, and then and that's what these kids are doing when they're in high school. I mean, they're football yeah. players; they're not getting access to anything special. Uh, they're doing the same sort of diet that you are as a 17, 18 year old kid. Then they come to Florida State. They come to a major Division One program. There are nutritionists. There is a training table. I mean, there are multiple meals prepared for them. They are given a shopping list of things to buy. And then, yeah, you're 19, 20 years old. You're in your peak in terms of, like, your natural testosterone level, and you're finally eating right, and you're doing nothing but working out. Uh, these these sort of gains, if you will, are much easier to come by than guys that are in their 40s and on the tail end of everything. And as much as we like to think that we're maybe eating all that much right, uh, but we probably aren't, or at least not yeah. optimally like these guys are, as Corey kind of pointed out. So. Yeah. But, hey, we'll, we'll speak to Storms again when we have that little media luncheon. Maybe during the luncheon, I'm like, Coach, what, what can I do to gain five pounds? Just I'm going to get him rip. to feel my – I want him to feel my arms. Oh, okay. Just to, And my chest probably. Just say, hey, what do you think about this, huh? Like, you, ever say, you ever felt anything like your, this before? What about your guy? calves? I'm very, I, I got calf envy when it comes to you. 
I got calves. I've got nice calves. You yeah, do? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I got that from my dad. I think that's more genetic than, than what I'm doing in the gym. But yeah, I just started working out. I had a ER, I had a uh, health scare. Uh, we're coming up on the year anniversary of that, actually. It was the Super Bowl night where I just decided to change my life. So I stopped drinking soda, stopped drinking beer. Um, still have a good time, though, everyone. I'm still he a does. partier. He does. Um, he does. And then I started, I, I basically, I was thinking about it. If it's been 350 days since that happened, or it's been probably 340 days since I started working out, I've probably done something active, even if it's for five or 10 minutes, 335 or six of those days. Like just something like normally it's 30 minutes to an hour, but uh, sometimes it's as, you know, right now I'm doing Orange Theory and that it, it really works. It, it really, it's worked for me, but it started with a personal trainer and I just, I was like, I'm tired of this. I want to get in better shape. And, uh, and yeah, I have it. And so the shirtless pick, we're going on a cruise, Stephanie and I, in the late March. Ooh, yeah. I feel like maybe uh, that's when we busted out, right? I, I have to have a reason to not have my shirt on other than just vanity. So I feel like, hey, look at us. I'm going to tweet out this picture of me in the Bahamas. I'm going to blind you with my the, my pale skin, but that would be a good reason to, to tweet it out. But she probably won't let me. How about like uh, Bahama shirt unbuttoned and then kind of spread open? You oh, know? there you go. So, so, but I want I'm going to roll up the sleeves yes, too. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And then so you see a little bit of ab stuff going on, yes. little chest mm-hmm. stuff, and the arms, but it's tasteful. Yes. Yeah, it's not a thirst trap. Right? Do kids say that? Is that a thing? They do. They do. Okay, good. I nailed it. Let's go to Daryl Thomasville, North Carolina. Captain D underscore 63. Good afternoon, Corey and Aslan. A couple years ago, Coach Mike Norvell brought in a group of portal guys that no one really knew about at the time would get FSU to where they are today. They finished 11th in the country this past season. 10th in some polls, Daryl. The talk of 2023 is top 5 to top 10, depending on who you listen to. Well, you, you listen to us, hopefully. I mean, we're not saying top ten. We're saying we're saying playoff or bust. We're saying top one. Let's go. Coach Norvell and his coach's staff have gone out and seemingly gotten the number one class in the portal so far. We got a top 15 class in recruiting with maybe a few who can contribute right away. I know writers and news media are not going to go on a limb and predict anything because their reputation is on the line. My question to you, though, Corey, and to you, Aslan, with what FSU has brought in along with everybody coming back, and if the guys put forth the effort like they did last year into this year, do you believe this 2023 FSU football team can win an ACC title and compete for a national championship in 2023? Support the corner pocket. Support Vitamin Energy DeLuna. Hit the like button. Support some of the boosters on Warchant.com. Go Knowles beat Georgia for the national championship. Yeah, that'd be something. Uh, I, uh, yes. I mean, there's a YouTube video out with, uh, Gene, Jeff and I kind of talking about this very subject about them being a playoff contender. And we're all three, um, enthusiastically, yes, believe that they're a playoff contender, which means we think they can compete and win the ACC championship because it isn't just about the portal. It is about the retention. Mm -hmm. Um, they kept other than Jamie Robinson, they kept every person they needed to keep. They are a team loaded with experience, loaded with talent, which is the most important, Loaded with experienced talent. So you see how I just combined those mm, two? Clever. And still loaded with you, they, guys that are, should be unentitled. And I, I just, I can't stress how important that is. That, that none of these guys, not many of these guys, I have to imagine, feel like they made it. So the mindset and the, 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 just the, the locker room, the, the way the locker room feels should be very similar to what it was last year when they were getting to 10 wins because I think they all know 
They want more than 10 wins. I can't remember if it was Keandre or Braden Fist that was talking about um, championship hopes. And then he was like, no, no, it's more than a hope. Yeah, It's an expectation. And I, I do think that that's there now. But they also have to know that uh, there's a lot of teams out there that probably, I mean, there's there's what, I don't know, man, 16 to 20 teams that if if things break right, can compete for a playoff spot, can get in the playoff. I mean, TCU just got in the playoff, and they were 5-7 and seven the year before. So, yes, they're good enough to get into the playoff, and they're good enough to win the ACC. It's just a matter of if they do it. Yeah, man, being a Power 5 conference, check. Win your conference, very possible. You're in the mix. So, uh, I feel good about where they're at. Yeah, I just, again, I'm... You know, part of me, you know, I mentioned on Monday's show being at the wedding and a couple of my friends being like, hey, man, like, you know, should I really believe? And I'm like, yeah, you know, come on. Like, why why not? Like, what could go wrong? I mean, I know things can go wrong. Life very rarely works out the way we intend it, right? Very rarely do your Super Bowl picks make it to the Super Bowl, right? Like, the Bills are home right now. They were the, they were the hot pick for a long time. Um, I mean, there's certainly things that could go sideways that we're not forecasting, that we have blind spots on. But when you look at it here and now, and it's not being a homer. It's seeing the way that this team played, the way they finished. Again, factoring in the schedule they have, factoring in the talent they retained, as Corey said, the talent that came in, as Daryl pointed out. And there's no reason to think that they're going to let off the gas. There's no reason to think that they've complacency has taken root and rotted out this team. It's You almost have to be a contrarian at this point if you cover the ACC to think that Florida State doesn't have a legitimate chance of winning this conference. And maybe being the odds-on favorite. I think Greg McElroy said that he thinks – Florida State is the best set-up team in the in this conference, at least yeah. like win it. So, yeah, it's inside outside the program. It's it's yeah, it's know. not Homer. Homer last yeah. year would have been predicting them. To, you guys know we're not homers. I yeah. mean, we we I didn't predict ten wins last year. I was hoping they'd get to a bowl. Um, so, but we've seen we we now have more proof of what these guys are and yep. how good this team can be. They just won ten games. Um, so yeah, it's not too far fetched to think they could win one or two more. All right. VCAL 5, AC, former Knoll with a pitch fundraiser for the upcoming season. Player manager Corey S. Clark puts together the Warchant 9 lineup. This murderer's row barnstorms from Hauser to Lonnie Land. Crowds flock to each like the end of Field of Dreams to watch Clark's crushers face in a one-time through-the-lineup bat-around. Crowell and Montgomery, so White oh Crowell, Carson Montgomery, Okay. Then Catherine Sandercock and Mac Leonard. Yeah. How many of the vaunted War Chant Nine can foul one off? Can anybody put one in play? Would any reach base? I'll lean in. I'll lean. I'll wear one. That'll get me on base. Oh, but, you're gonna get hit. But yeah. he, he said reach base via hit or walk. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I mean, what if they lose? I mean, look, if we if our whole strategy, but we don't tell anybody, is we're not swinging because we have no chance. Maybe there's a chance they start us off with a breaking ball and they miss and they're one and zero, and then they 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 barely miss on a couple fastballs or something. Um, there's no chance that I could hit. What was it? Both those guys throw in the mid nineties, right? Yeah. And then Sandercock is the equivalent of that from a shorter distance. So it's a bigger ball, though. It is. I think it is. I've. Listen, I, don't I, know how I think to say I could this. bunt. I think I could okay. get. I think I could make contact if I just stuck my bat out and tried to bunt it. Yeah. But I'm not gonna make. It's not gonna be a good bunt. I'm sure it's not gonna be fair. Like an so, Ichiro Ichiro slap bunt or like a conventional bunt. No, like a bunt, like a sack. No, not like I'm trying to get on for a hit. Like okay. I'm just sticking sticking my bat sideways and then trying to take it to the ball. But if we have to swing, 
I, I, I can't imagine any of us even foul tip off any of those pitchers. I don't know. I think I can foul one off on the softball, and I'm I'm, I'm not trying to be. Listen, they are supremely talented. I I. Well, they're better than the baseball team. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I just the, the size of the ball. Again, the that size helps. of the ball just makes me think if I can just lock. And I got it. And the the, the problem is also do. Is she going to just throw gas? If she throws gas, she's going to probably blow it by me every single time. But if she throws one off speed pitch, and I hang back on it, and I keep my eye on the ball. I think I can get the – I'm not saying I'm going to barrel it up by no stretch. She's an All-American. They're both All-Americans. They're preseason All-Americans. They're amazingly talented. Again, it's it's the size of the actual equipment we're using here. I think a, a softball, I, I'm going to give myself a little bit of a fighting chance that I can make contact. Yeah, the ball being bigger helps. But uh, the, clearly we're go, we're going 0 for 9, and I think Aslan would agree with nine strikeouts. Maybe you foul one off. But odds are we're going to 0 for 9 with 9 strikeouts if we have to swing. I think you'll pop one up, Corey. I got faith. I think you'd pop one up. I no chance. Up. I might hit a dong. I might hit it to Michaela Edenfield's parking garage. Who knows? Um, or hit one off the scoreboard at Hauser, but probably not. I'm probably going to. Uh, I don't know how I would. I, with this new body, this new transformation, Aslan, I might be an incredible athlete all of a sudden. Beham FSU. Hey, Aslan. Can we explore scripted first drives? Maybe look at getting more detail on that process from Coach Norvell. Just how scripted is it? Are plays called no matter what? We always seem to talk about its success, and if it's so successful, why not script 10 drives and run them during the game? Yeah. I'm curious, after Peyton Manning debunked the whole halftime adjustments myth, and I'm curious just how scripted these drives are. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, they do have a they do have a sheet that they, they they have plays that they like right away. It's not just I mean, we all understand that when Jordan Travis gets the ball at the twenty five yard line, first and ten with fifteen minutes to go in the first quarter, Norvell isn't right then thinking, What do I want to run? Like he knows what he's running. He he and Atkins both know what they're gonna be running early on in that game. But yeah, Dick it could be uh you know, some of that's dictated by what happens on first down. Like they might have a a play action pass on on second down thinking they're going to be second and four well maybe it's second and 13 and the play action doesn't work so you have to try some you you, you try something else um or you have to go to something else but i i that's a really good question uh or uh yeah is it some is something we should ask because i i wonder how many are scripted what if you score on the first play like what if your first play that was just a a, a zone read uh, an RPO turns into a 75-yard touchdown. Your second play was going to be a, a wide receiver screen or a reverse. Is it still a wide receiver screen or a reverse, or do you go on to something else? I don't know. That's a good question. I wonder if you would let us, like, cover it before, like, let us go into game prep against North Alabama and then write the story afterwards. Probably not. I think yeah. maybe he'd let us do it for like the night before the spring game. Oh, yeah. If he, about, if he yeah, does yeah. that. There we go. If they, if they script the, the opening drive of a game, I think he might do it for, for something like that. Levy Stevens. Uh, I see that at the bottom. Aslan, you were correct pronouncing my name. It is Levy. It's not Levy. It's Levy. Uh -huh. Marv Levy. Steve Levy. Is anybody Levy? Uh -huh. It's Levy Park, though, I think, where I live. Or it's Levy Park. It's when the Levy breaks there by Led Zeppelin. Good morning, gentlemen. Hope you're both doing well. Likewise, Levy. Hmm, yeah. My question today revolves around the building of the athletic facilities and the city of Tallahassee itself. Oh, wow. That's okay. Buckle up. But possibly a little bit too abstract for a podcast. Okay, cool. Thank you. Bail this out. 
Space is at a premium on campus, especially around Doak. If you could redesign the campus to allow for more room for facilities, how would you like everything to be laid out? And in keeping with that, how would you make Tallahassee the ultimate college town? Thank you guys for all the information and entertainment. Listen to y'all every morning at 4 a.m. as I start work. Mm. Man, Ooh, 4 a.m. Yikes. Grind, grinder, man. We are a show of the people. Go, going to bed at 7.30. Um, but, yeah, man, we all, hey, that's, uh, um, Stephanie sometimes gets up at 4.30 crazily. So, yeah, Jeez. people people do it. God bless you guys. Um, you know, we Jeff Cameron's talked about this a lot. I, I don't know how they, what they could do to make – you could move all the bars on the strip, like somehow make the strip closer to college town and make it feel because that's the cool thing about like georgia that and i know i'm i'm biased because i went there but florida too the the downtown is right across from yes. the campus yes. and there's all those bars and restaurants and coffee shops right across from campus and it's just it's a cool feel it's like a you walk around you can walk into different places you can sit outside it's just a really cool feel that florida that tallahassee does not have because of where you know downtown is and where the where the city is or where the campus is, but the one thing they could do is uh, move the stadium to right by College Town, the baseball stadium, like on the IM fields. You're saying, yep, use the IM fields for the baseball stadium. Turn Hauser into, I don't know, something else. Um, Lonnie, like let Lonnie let make it a, the biggest softball complex in the country, and uh, uh, make sure Lonnie stays here. But yeah, I would move the baseball because I think it'd be really cool to have College Town beyond like the center field fence. Yeah. Where there are kids out there watching the games, celebrating home runs, whatever you have to do, it'd be a it it'd be a different feel than the uh the demo that's at Dick Hauser these days. Well said. I yeah. I have to be a contrarian to to go against that. I mean, I like Hauser where it's at, but again, it it'd be hard to argue against it. Like like what would be the drawback? Because that is no longer really the IM field. Some kids, some players, or rather some students are able to practice and hang out there during the week. But it's it's mostly just a glorified parking lot during game days. It's not used much, is it? Yeah. Like so it's, We drive by that a lot. There's not a lot going on no. there. And it was cool when it was the IM fields because like you were in the mix and you were yeah. in the mid of everything. It's no longer really that. I did like how you're talking about downtown, though. They, I wish they could do something with College Street, like that corridor. Like when you drive down Monroe and you peek out and you look down College and you can see Westcott, it's such a beautiful kind of sight, right? Like you see the state capitol, uh, you know, in, right behind you and then right down the road, you're like, what is that beautiful building? Like, well, that's the that's the administration building. That's, you know, the Westcott. Mm-hmm. And there's the fountain there. If there was somehow they could connect and kind of merge downtown with campus – not so much college town because I think that, that'd be too big of a bridge to try to create. But, man, I really wish they would have tried to create some kind of synergy between campus life, nightlife, yeah. and downtown. Because, listen, I get it's the state capital, But you know what? After 5 o'clock, that place is dead. So you, you're, no one's hanging out there. No one's doing anything. Let somebody at least come in there and give it a shot in the arm every now and then. There was a couple bars when I was in college that were in downtown, and we would go out there. Uh, and I think they're no longer but I'd like to see that make a renaissance. That would make right. it the ultimate college town. But then again, I, I got to go to Athens. I feel like Athens is has a reputation, and I can maybe steal and crib some ideas off them. Mm, and then there you go. Whether you bet to earn or to make the games more exciting, mybookie.ag gives you the most for your money with a redesigned deposit bonus. Just use the promo code WarChant on any deposit of fifty dollars or more to receive a cash bonus instantly to your MyBookie account. You can use it on your very first bet, and using the bonus is simple: just bet your deposit amount just once, win. 
Cash out. Piece of cake. So many brands out there to choose from. You need the one that makes it easy to bet, easy to win, get your money in and out. MyBookie.ag does that with the promo code WARCHANT and their cash deposit bonus. Djokovic bet not good value. Not good value at all, everybody. I gave you a minus 500 pick. But let's just try to get a dub. If you're confident in any of the teams winning the Super Bowl, every team right now has 2-1 to one odds. Niners, 3-1 to one odds if you want to go that bold. Uh, so if you feel good about any of these teams, now's the last chance to kind of lock it in and get a good payout on it. 2-3-1. to three, one. Check it out. MyBookie.ag. Again, use that promo code WARCHANT to take advantage of their instant cash deposit bonus. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we got to hustle. We got places to be, things to do. Uh, let's go to the Mrs. Random underscore John. Greetings, gentlemen. Well, it finally happened. Random underscore John finally convinced me to join the dark side. Nice. I was born and raised in Cincinnati, land of Skyline Chili, Grater's Ice Cream, the UC Bearcats, the Bengals, Who Day, and the Cloonies. I've lived in Tallahassee for the last nine years, but I haven't started paying attention to FSU until I started living with a certain rabid fan. So would you please give this relatively new fan reasons to be excited for the upcoming year? Ooh, there's Aslan and I. You can listen to this show. Uh, that's excitement enough. Um, you know, they're better than, uh, I don't know, Akron? I was trying to think of schools in Ohio that weren't great. And Cincinnati's pretty good. Ohio State was pretty good. I, so I, I had to go down to Akron. Uh, no, they're good. they have a really good quarterback. They have a yes. guy that's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. They have one of the best offenses in the country. Um, should anyway. And they have one of the best defensive ends in the country and maybe one of the best defensive lines in general in the country and they're coming off 10 wins it's a rabid fan base they love to win it should be a fun season and apparently the head coach is handsome if you're in that kind of thing he's a he's a fox a stone cold fox gator underscore no longer kirk just gator wake mm, up okay. it's a bit ironic that Corey wants commercial dirigibles but he doesn't want to fly can tate yeah. rodemaker make leaps and bounds and improvement like jordan travis and Corey have made in a year's time Fair questions, both. Uh, yeah, I think I just think a blimp, you can survive a blimp crash. Like, there's 50 people that survived the Hindenburg. You know what I mean? That's the most famous blimp crash of all time, I think. Um, and there was 50 people that survived that. I can tell you the most famous plane crashes of all time, no survivors. Well, what about the You're, one in the Andes, the, the movie? Well, the, the that's true, but then you have to eat people. <laughs> you know, none of the, the people that jumped off the Hindenburg didn't, didn't, didn't then have to eat the survivors. They just went on with their day. Um, the guy that was freaking out, calling it on the radio, they just walked by him and got in a car and left. Um, so I, and, they, and I just feel like it'd be, it'd be a little safer. It'd be a little, I just, it's not safer. Probably it's probably much more dangerous, but you can survive a blimp accident. If two blimps collide in the air, yeah. 
you probably just bounce off each other and it's kind of pretty cool. Like that was weird. I was kind of, I was kind of, let's do that again. If two planes collide, obviously it's a, it's carnage and, and it's a tragedy. I think Tate's going to need game reps to make a leaps and bound improvement. Yeah. So, yeah. but he's going to continue to practice hard and this staff's going to continue to work him hard. And there's really no reason to bet against the staff because what they did with Jordan Travis. But I think so much of Jordan's growth probably was the fact that he had so many games under his belt yeah. going into last year. I think year, there's so. only so much growth you can do in practice, right? But Tate, Tate did take a big step from last year to this past year. Or so, sorry, from 2021 to 2022 without much game experience. So I just don't know if you can make, like Aslan said, that, that next, next step without getting real, real game action. Two more, Amstaff Knoll. Gentlemen, now with the ACC doing away with divisions and the chance of a rematch with Clemson in an ACC title game, if we could win only one of the two against Clemson and LSU, which one would be the more devastating loss? Season opening loss against a top SEC team or another loss to Clemson who dominated us and the ACC for years, but with a chance to play them in a rematch in Charlotte? Thank you. I would say the LSU game. We're because you be, do get uh, you don't get a chance to play them again. You do get a chance to play Clemson again if you handle your business. And that's just a big gut punch. I and mean, we're going to be so yeah. hammered drunk fun going to that one and to lose that would that hurt. That would hurt. Marlon Joker Gur Arie. Wake up, gents. Marlon, Miami. Can't wait for Monday's football schedule release. Booking my road trip to Tally. Should I go cheap and rent a normal hotel? Or should I hold out and wait until we make the college football playoff in the title game and go all out? Can we really make a run? Oh, oh man! Yeah, you can make a run. I would still, you still want to come up to Tallahassee for a game, though, if that's what you're asking. I would, I would, bird in the hands worth two in the feathers or something. Whatever bush. that stupid one saying in the hand, is in two the in the bush. The bush. One in the yeah, um, I, I would still, I you you you'd rather know you can go to a game than just hope for one. Um, but yeah, man, I, I think you can do both. I, I definitely think you should come to a game. You definitely should make a, a point of coming to a, a game in Tallahassee, and then you know having a good year um, and going uh, and going to the national championship game too. If you work for Seminoles or Florida State, close your ears. Yeah, Marlon, save up, go to the playoff. This home schedule is not great, so I don't. No. You're going to drive all the way from Miami to come watch Florida State play. Who you know? Southern Miss. So I'd go to the football playoff, but that's just okay. Me. That's fair. That's probably a good point. All right, we made it. We did it. Check out Warchant.com for plenty more coverage. We'll be back with another show Monday doing what we do. He's Corey. I'm Aslan. Thank you all so much for listening and participating in Warchant.com's Renegade Express. It has been Wake Up Warchant presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill.